Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. So I want to share with you for a few minutes this morning on the mission of Faith Assembly. And, you know, we've spent three weeks now talking about Isaiah and seeing that, that great vision of heavenly worship going on there. finally culminates in that question that, that Isaiah hears and responds to, who, who shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah responds, here am I, Lord, send me. And I, I want to share with you some of the particulars a little bit this morning about the mission of Faith Assembly because I want you to know what it is that the Lord is calling us to as a church body and what it is that we're investing in together. Now, we've been given a great mission here at Faith, and I'm sure that if you've attended this church for any length of time, that you've heard that mission expounded, and you've no doubt received encouragement to do your part in fulfilling that great mission. So the mission here at Faith Assembly, how many of you know what it is? All right, well, good. I'm about to educate you right now, so you can hang on to this word, write it down, put it on your refrigerator so you'll know, okay? All right, and that is to develop faithful followers of Jesus Christ. That's it, to develop faithful followers of Jesus Christ. Now, you say, Pastor, how did you come up with such an earth-shattering mission for the church? Well, simply, we looked to the words of Christ, and, and we derived our mission from his expressed purpose for the church, and that is this. Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says this, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, a disciple, by definition, is a follower, an adherent to the doctrines of another. Hence, the constant attendees of Christ are called his disciples. We, you, me, we're disciples of Jesus Christ. We're learners of him, of his character, of his nature. We observe his commandments. That makes us disciples, and there's a call in the word for us to go and create other disciples, not other church people, not other adherents to an organization, but for you and I to be about the business of creating and helping to develop faithful followers of Jesus Christ. Now, we learn in Scripture that not only are we called to do that, but we're empowered to do that as well. The Word says in Luke chapter 24, the concluding verses of that chapter there says, Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all the nations. Beginning at Jerusalem, I want you to mark that if you're taking note in your word because that is contextual. In, in other words, for you and I, we don't necessarily begin at Jerusalem. We begin at 5005 Corey Road where this church is situated. Beginning at Jerusalem and you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. So we know that we are to receive power from the Lord to be witnesses of the truth of Christ, the gospel of Christ, and we're to preach that word to all the nations. And not only are we empowered to be witnesses, but we have the power to spread this gospel the world over because Jesus also promised in Acts 1-8 that you shall receive power 
when the Holy Spirit has come upon you to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, again, that's a contextual statement for you and I, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, I want to, you're all familiar with those passages. I'm not brushing by the scripture this morning, but I want to get to my point here and hasten to that. I'm going to talk to you this morning about a bad habit that there is in the church. There's a really bad habit in the church, and that is separating the church's mission from its missions. I want to say that again. There's a bad habit in the church world, and that is of separating the church's mission from its missions. As I progress through this part of the message, I'm going to use the terms mission and I'm going to use the term missions a lot, and I want you to follow along closely with me here so that, so that we're all clear. When I use the term mission, I'm speaking about the purpose or the reason that we do what we do. Pastor, why do we come to church on Sunday morning? Why do we worship? Why do we preach the word? Why do we have the discipleship pieces? Why are we teaching kids? Why do we have the youth programs and the connect groups and all these things? Because we are creating environments for people to come and encounter the living God and be taught the truth of his word. Thereby, we are developing faithful followers of Jesus Christ. That's what we're doing here on Sunday morning. That's what we do here on Wednesday nights. That's what we do in your living room and in your neighbor's living room as we gather together in the various places and we share the word of the Lord together and life in Christ together. So that is our mission. When I use the term missions, I'm referring to our understanding in the classical sense of the sending arm of the church. We give money to missions. We pray for missionaries. And we, we see slideshows and we hear reports from the foreign nations and what God is doing there. See, some people make the distinction between the church's mission and its missions. Between the church's mission and its missions. And I don't think we ought to do that. In other words, we kind of bring on this mentality that we're here doing this. And they're there doing that. And it's two separate things that are going on and there's no direct relationship between the two other than the exchange of currency. We support. We see their picture in a folder. Or maybe we have a guest speaker in now and then and, and they share with us the things that are, that are going on. But I'm going to tell you today, church, I don't believe that's a healthy view of the church and missions. See, what happens in those situations is that we leave the work of missions up to the missionaries and we live our lives as church attenders rather than people on a mission ourselves. And I just want to go ahead and tell you from the onset of this today that you are a missionary. You are a missionary. Look at your neighbor right now and tell him, I am a missionary. You see, the epicenter of the church's missions starts with the ministries inside of its own doors. We have ministries that transpire here on a weekly basis that are aimed at achieving our mission. We are doing things, as I said earlier, that is, is to, to create, develop, 
faithful followers of Jesus Christ. And it's not that we're a church who supports missions or missionaries. We are a church with a mission, and we are active participants in that mission, and we partner with people locally and people across the world uh, to help us fulfill that mission just as Jesus suggested that it should be in Acts 1-8, in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. You see... The mission of the church should look like this PowerPoint background here behind me. It shouldn't look like an org chart where there's a bubble over here and a bubble over there. But through the prayer and the commitment and the work and the dedication of what happens in the local church, which is that center circle right there, There needs to be a work that reverberates out from that epicenter that touches not only this city, this state, this region, across the United States and around the world. But it happens right here. This is where it starts. This is is where it all begins. We don't want to be that church that states constantly that we need what we need to be doing but never makes any stride towards accomplishing that work. Isn't that frustrating? I've long told people as a pastor, they say, Pastor, what what do you think about this, this, this? I said, I think one of the greatest frustrations I know for me as a church attender was that I always heard go into all the world and make disciples but nobody ever came alongside of me and helped provide avenues or show me how. And I don't want to be that frustration for you. So I want to take a moment this morning and and challenge you with some of the ways that the Lord, I want to show you today how God is working through this church to affect change not only in this church, but in this community and further still across the world in incremental stages. Aren't you, would that be exciting? All right, so... We challenge you every week, and we challenge you with faithfulness. Every Sunday morning, and even online viewers, we say, hey, we've got, giving, we've got online giving available. You can text to give. You can pull it up on the app. You can find it on the website. You can put the money in the bag when the guys come by, and we challenge you to faithfulness and faithfulness to the Lord. And, and we ask you each week for giving in essence, that you would support the work of of the ministries here at Faith Assembly. Of course, there's a personal spiritual thing associated with that, that you you need to be right between you and the Lord and your giving and, and all those things. He needs to be the king of your heart. You've heard that sermon before. But in essence, we're asking you, saying, hey, would you come alongside of us? Every time that usher comes by, we're saying, hey, would you come along? Do you believe in the mission? Do you believe in the ministries of this church? Do you believe this is good soil? And sometimes it's easier to sow your seed when you know it's good soil. Come on, somebody. Sometimes it's a little easier to part with our seed when we understand that we're sowing it on good soil. So I want to take a few minutes today and celebrate a few of the ministries that are happening through the work of this body that are helping us achieve our mission. Now, in-house right here, Right here, 5005 Corey Road, Winterville, North Carolina, we have some exciting things that are going on. Um, we are not 
Tell your friends, call your neighbor, tell them we are not just a Sunday morning church. We are not, this is not the pinnacle of what happens in the life of this church. There are so many other things going on that are impacting the kingdom. You will find throughout the week, throughout the months, you will find any number of ministries whose aims coincide with the aforementioned mission of this church to develop faithful followers of Jesus Christ. I don't know if you could tell it this morning as you walked in and as you saw our platform, but we are a church that's passionate about kids' ministries. Isn't that awesome? I just, I couldn't help it while Pastor Lisa was making her announcement earlier and sharing about the women's ministry. I just, I just had to go over and hang out under the shelter for a little while. Was, actually, I was looking for that toucan. But, uh, as you see from the design of the stage this morning and, and the things that greeted you in the foyer and the things that adorn our hallways and classrooms, and if you haven't had a chance, by the way, just when you leave out of here today, just walk down the hallway and walk into the fellowship hall and, and just see all the wonderful preparation that's been made. Pastor Glenn and his team have done an amazing job this week, right? So I want to ask you, who's excited for VBS this week? Come on. Oh, man, my goodness. If you're excited for VBS this week, moms, dads, hey, that was the response not even from the kids' church. But I need you to get on social media. I need you to share every post you can about VBS. I need you to invite your friends. You, you, if you don't have kids, you say, oh, Pastor, I don't have any kids. This doesn't, this doesn't amount to a hill of beans to me. My kids are grown, all that good stuff. This is what I want you to do. Oh, you've met those people, too. <laughs> I want you to pray for those kids. Do you know this week at Vacation Bible School that we could have salvations? Do you know this week at Vacation Bible School we could have deliverances? Do you know this week at Vacation Bible School we could have baptisms in the Holy Spirit? We could, we could see lives miraculous. We could have calls to ministry even at the young tender age of the students who would be here in this place this week. Do you believe that? Would you join me in praying to that end and believing God for that kind of miracle? Of course, our kids meet every Sunday morning in the fellowship hall, but we also have Impact Girls Ministries for the young girls and Royal Rangers for the young men, and they're all train, aimed at training them to be godly men and women. We've got youth ministry. Pastor Jason works. Pastor Jason and Tanya, their crew works with the youth of this church. Uh, just this past week, Pastor Jason took our young folks to a camp, and there are tremendous testimonies that have already come out of that camp. And, uh, you know, our Voltage students are meeting right now on Sunday evenings and also a host of a variety of small group studies. And they're all aimed at bringing these students into a greater relationship with Christ. We try not to do anything just for the sake of doing it, but for the purpose of fulfilling this church's mission. Now, we have connect groups. You've all heard about those, the, the spring session. How many of you participated in a connect group during the spring, spring session? How many of you thought that that was a blessing a tremendous blessing. Amen. It was wonderful, man. We saw people meeting each other. Some folks had attended the same church for years, and they were just getting around to meeting one another in the confines of somebody's living room or out on a back patio. Just to make you all jealous, one night my group had a low country boil, and we steamed some shrimp and corn on the cob and taters. Oh, goodness. Let me get... 
Let me get back over here. But we just, we just launched those this spring, and they're kind of on a summer hiatus right now. But in September, we're getting ready to kick off again. So I challenge you to be on the lookout for that. We're going to have another group fair coming up in August, and you need to get plugged into one of those groups. Amen? We have Bible study. We have women's ministries. I am so proud of my wife and her vision for the women of this church and this community. Amen. Yeah. We've got men's ministries, and, and guys, we've got some exciting things even coming on the horizon for you. You're going to be excited here in the next few weeks. We're not ready to reveal those things just yet. Seniors ministry, widows ministry, we have a host of events aimed at introducing the community to the ministries of Faith Assembly. And we also do several outreach things even here in the community. And I want to take just a minute and highlight a couple of those. We can't highlight everything today, but I just want to take a couple of minutes, and I want to ask... Uh, I want to ask uh, Richard and Carol Ludwig, if you guys would come up here. Uh, uh, Gretchen, if you'd go ahead and get ready, be, be close by. We're going we're gonna to roll fast here as we roll through these things. And also our Ecuador team, if you'd be on standby here for just a minute. Thank you. Absolutely. Hey, guys. Hey. So... We are here at Faith Assembly, and we're telling people, come in, come in, come in, come in. Okay, but you and a team of people every month just very faithfully go out. Would you mind telling the people what you do when you go out on those ventures? Well, we go to the homeless shelter. Is this, am I coming through? We go to the homeless shelter once a month. Uh, we cook the meal here at the cafeteria or at the kitchen. Uh, we deliver it down there, and we have about six to ten people who help us out. Mm -hmm. uh, we serve the meals, and I think it's very interesting to hear the comments that come back to us from the, the, the people that live in the shelter. They're temporary. They're only there about six months, so we don't get to know them like old friends at times, but we do get to know them, and uh, they're so appreciative, of, of course, of a meal, but what they're more appreciative of is the way they're treated. Uh, yeah. Evidently, they're not treated nicely by some of the people who feed them, which just astounds me when I hear that. But anyway, they, they come up and they say, we, we just we appreciate the meal, but we appreciate the way you treat us. Wow. And you respect us. Uh, that, for me, was an eye-opener. I just could not believe that they would not be treated with respect. But. Richard, I think that's an eye-opener for all of us to learn the simplicity of being on mission here in the community that it, it, it really doesn't take any big, big theological thing or any ability to maybe share a sermon or anything, but being nice to people, right, that you encounter, that are less fortunate. Absolutely. Something that really just sticks out in your mind, that, that just an event. Absolutely, absolutely. We're only one step away from losing a job, yeah. losing a home, and there's people in that shelter who are in that very situation. They've lost their jobs, thereby they've lost their homes, their cars, everything. And when you see little children, mm. it just breaks my heart. Wow. And and they're so they're so needy in that they just need somebody to give them a kind word. Not just a meal. They're hungry, of Absolutely. course. Absolutely. But they need somebody to just give them a kind word. 
just to say, Jesus loves you, yeah. and he'll see you through this. They need a voice speaking over them that sounds like Jesus, exactly. a prophetic voice. So, yeah, absolutely, Jesus. absolutely. So how many would you say adhere to this ministry on a monthly basis, just an average? How many guys are you feeding? Yeah. Well, it depends on the weather. Right. You know, the worse the weather is outside, the more people come inside. But between 60 and 80. Wow. Wow. Isn't that awesome? Right here in our community. Okay. Not, that's not a plane ride. No. Not a a boat ride. Right here in Greenville. 60 to 80 people a month. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we shut off the televisions, turn off the sound. Uh, that quiets them down right to begin with, and then he gets their attention, and he gives them about a five-minute story, not a sermon, but a story out of the Bible that they can relate to. Mm-hmm. They can relate their, their situation possibly to that, past situation or whatever, and it, it just, just, they just rivet them. Yeah. Uh, it's really amazing to see that happen. So they need that word. They need that word besides the meal, too. Amen. They're hungry for the word. Amen. Amen. Awesome, gang. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. Miss Gretchen. Miss Gretchen, come here. Now, Miss Gretchen, as many of you know, during the opening months of this year, we had a, a vacancy in our kids' ministry. But for the last, I think this is the third summer now, that we have been sending out people to communities here, and I'm going to let Miss Gretchen tell you more about that, but it's a, you've probably heard a little something about Kids Rock, but Miss Gretchen, tell us what you guys do on a weekly basis through the summer. Rock stands for Reach Our Cities Kids. Um, last summer they went to three sites. This summer we're going to one. Um, it's a low-income housing complex less than 10 minutes from right here at church. Um, we with the kids, we teach them worship songs, we teach them a Bible story, we teach them um, memory verses. I'm just realizing what's up there. Okay. Um, and we always present the gospel to them each week and give them yeah. an opportunity to ask Jesus to be their Savior and come into their life. Um, and uh, we do a craft related to the memory verse. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so awesome. About an average of how many kids a week? We have about 11 children each week. We've ministered to about 24 children over the, different children over the course of the summer. Absolutely. Now, you shared with me via email an interesting story about one kid in particular that attended the very first rock. Mm-hmm. You want to share that with them? Yeah, so he's continuing to come with you. He's continuing to absorb the word. He's continuing, hopefully, to grow in Christ. At least the seed is being planted there for that to happen. He, I finally figured out this year he's kind of shy. He doesn't want me to approach him and talk to him. Yeah. But he'll find ways on the side to tell me things like, Mom said I can come every week. Or <laughs> um, so-and-so is coming, so-and-so can't come this week, so he's already checked on other kids in the neighborhood. So he's your ambassador. Yeah, all right, all right. 
He's your missionary to the complex. Yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And, and I see that you, we see from the pictures that you have quite a team. Maybe not everybody that's come, but you've had a number of people here from the congregation serve in that ministry. We have. We've had about 10 people help us. Yeah. Yeah. Sue Cochran has been with us almost every week, um, and others two or three weeks as they can, and we've appreciated all that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Bless you guys in that ministry. You got it? Okay. All right. So we're seeing some effect of being on mission. I mean, kids getting saved. Come on, somebody. Amen. You know what? I, I'm just before hitching the trailer with a horse trough in it, going down to the complex, and let's have a baptismal service. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you. Where's our Ecuador team? Come here, guys, real quick, real quick. Our time's getting away from us. So recently, we just, as many of you know, we just commissioned and sent a team over to down to Ecuador, and Jessica, you kind of coordinated that trip, uh, kind of bore the vision for that, and, uh, and, and led the team down. Would you mind telling us who you partnered with, some of the places you went, kind of what you did in ministry? Yeah, so um, back in June, we spent about eight days in Ecuador. Uh, we flew into Quito and met with the Penleys, Meredith and Ashley Penley, who are missionaries there in the city. And then we went about, how far was it, to the four hours? Yeah, to a smaller city over, Pedro Vicente Maldonado. And there, what a day looked like for us is that we'd get up, we'd have breakfast, and then we'd go out into the city. And, like, this city was pretty impoverished. They were, I mean, they were very in need. And we'd go out, and we'd hand out flyers for a revival that we were having that night. And then we'd spend the morning doing that, we'd go get lunch, and then we'd head out into like a smaller village of homes, and we'd do a kids program for the people who were there, and the kids would all come, the parents would come too, and watch our presentation, and then we would head back, have dinner, and then have a service at night. And it was just really awesome to see how what we did there really impacted the people. They were very hungry for just people to come in and love on them, and just tell them that there is a God who loves them as well. Absolutely. And I've asked the team to prepare. I'm going to ask all of you to prepare like a three or four word, couple of sentences, because uh, our time is running out here. But uh, just something that really stuck with you. But I believe you guys have got a story to share real quick. One of your, yeah, okay. All right, Julia. Um, before I went on missions, I wouldn't be up here because my nerves were bad. But um, Jessica helped me get through that. The whole team did. Um, it was on a Tuesday, we were preparing um, for the kids' crusade, and um, a lady came to the door, and Brina saw her. Um, her little girl was looking for Spider-Man, and um, she didn't speak English, so Brina came and got me, and um, she was getting ready to leave. She said she was ashamed to come into the church because of the way she was dressed. I grabbed the pastors, and we went out there and prayed for her. Um, she came back to church that night. Um, they found out later on that her husband had left and lived in another city, and she was a prostitute and um, could hardly feed her family. She came to church that night, and we prayed for her, and um, demons were thrown away that night, and they were 
Yeah. It was amazing, but it scared her. Um, she was crying, and she sat down and said that she had been to a Catholic church and a Jehovah Witness church, and they, because of her profession, made her leave, and she wasn't welcome there. And we all said, our God loves you, and he's not that kind of God. That was that church. Um, she got saved that night. And yeah. Later yeah. On, Later during the week, her three children got saved, and then her son, the last day, got saved. Um, and it was just a miracle. And um, Wednesday night was the first time that I ever felt the Spirit of God. I just stopped talking and finally listened. And um, I felt the Spirit of God, and um, he's pointed me to the church to try and do something in the church, I don't know what it is yet, so y'all pray for me. But um, missions is amazing, and I always sit in the church like the pastor said and said, well, what is that for? We have people that need here. But when you go there and see how humble they are and how hungry they are for somebody to tell them about God, it is just amazing. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Miss Sarah, most amazing thing. I think. There's so many things, and it's hard to say one thing that was your favorite thing. Uh, but our God is a multi-dimensional God. Yes. And, you know, I went there. You know, I heard we were going to do children's ministry, but when we got there, there were just so many things happening at one time, and it was just amazing the things He was doing on the in each of our hearts, on the team, the the people that He brought together. You know, Master's Commission students from Ecuador, somebody from Texas. I mean, just the team. He just put people together and he went he he called us together to encourage that that church that was that was trying to get going and and in such a dark city and I, I just think he's a loving God and he'll just go to the ends of the earth to bring encouragement amen 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 thank you Rena um, something that I took away that I learned so much um, in my own life that I had to be reminded of um, and that is that there's people outside that are hurting. Come on. And these people were desperate. They were hurting. As soon as we walked into their city, we could tell the hurt and the, the loss that they felt. They had no refuge. There was no beacon, as we were singing earlier, for them to see. Um, South America is flooded with Jehovah Witness, which is a cult, people. I mean, there's no Jesus uh, as their savior. There and then there's the Catholic, there's the Catholic Church, but it's a routine. There's no relationship, and that's what these people were hurting for. Was this a relationship? And our goal was to go in there and simply not change their lives, but just plant seeds and let Christ do the changing. Absolutely. And that's what He wants us to do. You know, uh, Pastor uh, Jason was saying that he did a. I don't know the right word, but a comparison or a radius around the church in Washington. And in that radius, there was 48, 54 churches in a 15-mile radius. We as Americans, we have the freedom to go and to hear and to see the love of Jesus Christ. These people don't have that luxury. So when you think about missions, think, hey, yeah, we can mission here in the U.S., but yes. let's not forget our brothers and sisters that are starving for the love of Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. 
Um, the thing I took away most was the first morning we were there. He sat us down, Ashley, and told us we need to be in a mindset of worship and prayer, that what we're going to get into is nothing like the U.S. And he's right. It's nothing like the U.S. The way it is and how it's so heavenly influenced without Christ, it's mind-boggling. And I've noticed, and even Pastor Troy talked about it this Wednesday for practice, we need to be in a mindset of prayer, and it's so true, but yet it's different for us in the U.S. We still need to be walking in prayer and in worship at every moment because Absolutely. it's subtle. He, the devil has his hand in the U.S. for sure. Amen. So. Yeah. I think one of my favorite parts was um, working with the kids. The street ministry that we did and the kids crusade that we ended the week was with um, you could see the kids come in and they were like even at such young ages they were lacking joy and even after a few hours of experiencing just people loving on them and the love of Christ you could tell that they left with so much more joy than they came in with and that was amazing to see yeah. well they've summed up a lot of things for me but I guess one thing that kind of stuck out with me I like numbers um, the town we were in was less than 8,000 um, of a Saturday night of us inviting and the people that came and them inviting, of Saturday night, the numbers were 125 first-time salvations. So we're over 1% yeah. of an area of inviting. And it's just the power of inviting. You know, and if we as Americans would invite like they did, how much of an effect would we have here? Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. My favorite part was when um, we went and stood outside the schools and waited for the kids to get out of school. And we would tell them about the kids' crusade and then to see those same kids come to the services and uh, give their lives to Christ. That was pretty Yes. Cool. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Hey, listen, we've got an awesome video that we're going to show. Uh, Tyler, we'll show that at the conclusion. Okay? Uh, but thank you guys so much. Uh, tremendous blessing. Awesome, 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 awesome. Hey, let me, let me tell you something. Missionaries are not a separate thing, but rather an extension of the work of this church as we partner together to see souls saved and disciples being made. If the, if the mission of the missionary didn't line up with the mission of this church, then guess what? We don't support them. We're supporting people who are taking our mission to other places. We support ministries here in-house that, that advance the mission that the Lord has given us. Our, our missionaries are strategic partners who bear the call of God to go to the foreign land and we support them because they support our agenda to Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Here at Faith Assembly, we partner with five local missions entities ranging from pregnancy care centers to meal uh, to food banks uh, and Gideons. The, how can they know unless they hear? We support 12 U.S. missionary families and organizations ranging from prison ministries to several Chi Alpha campus ministries, uh, ministry teams. We also have 18 foreign missionary families and organizations that rep are representing our mission in 14 different nations across the world. Isn't that awesome? But I want to come back and I want to draw, circle the wagon around. I want to bring it here full circle for just a second. 
everything that was set up here today had a common thread. From the children's ministry that's taking place in the apartment complex to the ministry that's being carried on at the food bank to the missions team that we sent and I'm sure the stories that we could hear should we bring in foreign missionaries from around the world and that is this, that they're hurting people. They're hurting people in this room. They're hurting people in your neighborhood, in your community. You are a missionary. You have been called of God. You have been appointed and positioned for such a time as this. And I'm often confronted with the question, say, well, Pastor, how can I be a missionary? I want to tell you very simply. Make yourself available. Number one, make yourself available. Make yourself available to Jesus and make yourself available to other people. They're all around you and they're calling out. They just need somebody who's available. Number two, listen. Listen and be spiritually aware of what's going on around you. The same stories that this team told, we could come together week after week and tell of how the Lord used us to meet hurt right here in this community. Praise God that we have strategic partners who are rocking it around the world. We're thankful for them. But it starts right here. Listen, be spiritually aware of what's going on around you. Listen not just to the problems, but also the hurt that surrounds us on a daily basis. Number three, respond. Not necessarily with a sermon of words, but minister according to your gift. You may be confronted with something today. You may be confronted with something this week and you're thinking, oh my Lord, I need to find somebody else because they have the particular gifting. But no, God positioned you there. God placed you there. Maybe what you think they need is a sermon, but maybe what they really need is a caring somebody that's going to that's gonna befriend them, that's going to extend love and fellowship to them. If it minister according to your gift, if it's sharing the word, then share it. If it's extending kindness and compassion, then share it. If it's extending friendship, then extend it appropriately, of course. You don't want to do anything to get yourself in a bind. Let me tell you something, church. God is on the move. Do you believe that? God is on the move in this generation. God is on the move in this community. God is on the move in this church. Let's get in step with Him and move forward to take territory for the kingdom. Let's fight back darkness in Greenville, North Carolina, in Winterville, Pitt County, the surrounding area. Let's partner with people that are fighting darkness on the campuses in the Triangle area and here in East Carolina. Let's partner with people that are making a difference in the lives of that desperate woman that's unwed and has that child and she doesn't know what she's going to do. Let's partner with the people that are in the foreign nations and across this world. God is on the move. Let's just be a part of what He's good doing and let's take the kingdom. Let's take territory for the kingdom of God. Are you excited about that? I'm excited about that. Would you stand with me all over this place today? Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that not only in the confines of the worship 
songs and the dynamic moving of your Holy Spirit that we sense in this place, can we say that you are on the move? You're on the move through faithful servants such as we've seen here on this platform. You're on the move through ministry leaders in this church that are carrying vision for women and for children, for men, for youth. You're on the move through those that bear burdens for ministries in this community. God, you're on the move throughout others, Lord, who are coming alongside with whom we're partnering to see this mission that you've given us reach the far corners of the earth. God, as we do so oftentimes, Lord, we come into this sanctuary, we lift our hands, and we ask you, Lord, Father, use us. Use our lives for the glory, the upbuilding of your kingdom. Use our words to be a witness. Use our actions to minister Christ. Use our lives to share hope. Oh, God. God, I commission missionaries, evangelists in this room today that are going to go out into this city throughout the week. They're going to carry with them the light of your life. They're going to carry with them the word of hope. They're going to carry with them, Lord, the witness that you've called them to be. God, use them mightily. Anoint them with your power. Anoint them, O oh Lord, with your purpose. And use them for your glory, the upbuilding of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.